Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. You would think that the founder of the country's largest online tax filing platform must file his tax returns on his own. Well, Archit Gupta of Clear, previously known as Clear Tax, does not. In today's episode, Archit has joined me to tell us why. Hi, I'm Shipra from Mint's personal finance team and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Archit, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi, thank you for having me Shipra. So Archit, let's start with your uh, current asset mix. Uh, if you could tell me between equity debt gold real estate and alternate asset classes how much of your money is in different uh, asset classes yeah so <laughs> uh, given the fact uh, uh, most of my asset would be the holdings of clear slash clear tax <laughs> i think uh, the mix will look very skewed so ignoring uh, ignoring that part like uh, i would say uh, 50% in equity and 50% in like fixed deposits maybe gold would be whatever our parents would have <laughs> bought for during the wedding <laughs> that's it no no alternate asset classes and real estate but do you consider gold as part of your investment portfolio or is it more you know utility driven thing uh right now i don't consider uh, gold as part of my uh, like asset holding it's more uh, basically the historical family uh, family family driven purchases so right now gold does not form a part of my asset class mix or my thought process right so a couple of hmm. questions here like you mentioned that you also invest in startups so if you are to include that in your equity investments uh, right now you gave yes. me 50 50 breakdown so but if you were to yeah. include your startup investments also then what is your equity and debt uh, proportion yeah then equity will go up to 70% 70% percent, right yeah because the then returns, the uh, the 15 to 18% returns that you gave is just on the mutual funds bit yeah the mutual funds because i i i, I right now i have not marked like i i i would be uh, there would be no point marking out like the re- the returns of the because they are all illiquid right and you've not uh, you've not sold off any investment uh, as of now those are angel investments that you've done you're still holding to holding on to all your investments yeah yeah so uh, i think like there have been uh, like many of the startups that i've uh, invested in i usually invest at the Uh, at these for formation stage or like literally the company has started out so many of them have gone on to raise series a series b uh, but i i do think couple of them have wound it down so i think at some point i'll have to just mark them to zero <laughs> right right but like overall i think that portfolio uh, is is uh, yeah it's for me to learn about startups it's for me to learn about uh, like invest in founders i believe in less oriented towards returns i think my orientation there is uh, i think if i break even 
like even if i just return the principal after 5 7 years which will be which will be obviously below market returns i'll be okay. okay for me it's like a lot of the orientation is learning right and how much of your uh, overall portfolio is in uh, is in startup investing uh i would say like 25% 25 right yeah so to ask a little about the mutual funds that you invest in uh, what are the categories of funds so i invest in mutual funds uh, about uh, some for section 80c purposes so generally elss scheme the equity linked savings scheme uh, over there i i generally try to put the rupees 1.5 lakh of 80c into the into the elss even though i may be buying life insurance some of the other things which are eligible for atc i just as a matter of practice just put that uh, rupees 1.5 like as a uh, so that like i i have some habit of saving uh, and it's very interesting because of the new tax regime over time like this behavior may change <laughs> and then uh, on equity funds i i have like uh, uh, one uh, sip for in small cap and one sip in in like uh, in a flexi cap fund so overall and one sip which is in uh, the in like basically the fund house invests in us equities also so there are so there are these th- like few sips which run and invest in these in these uh, mutual funds and uh, i think i just generally look at if the management fees is not too high and uh, and then like my since i'm generally investing for a 10 year horizon or a 15 year horizon i am i am interested in what can the returns be in 10 to 15 years and uh, i am not worried about the week to week or month to month or year to year volatility right so when you started your equity mutual funds uh, fund investments yes. uh was elss yeah. the first fund that you invested in because of tax was tax saving something that made you you know uh, start investing that's in right yeah? <laughs> that's right yeah. Yeah, so the first the first thing i started doing was elss because uh, i was <laughs> i was trying to save taxes so that's how i got into putting some amount of money in in mutual funds post which uh, then i started investing uh, a little bit into regular mutual funds uh, or sorry direct mutual funds after the uh, after the uh, after i'd done like the section 80c investments right and the first hmm. lss fund that you had invested in are you still holding it yes so i have not uh, so far sold any mutual fund position that i hold because uh, i feel like uh, they these are long term investments for me right about the ft bit uh, like you acknowledged that you know the tax post tax returns are poor and it will bring down your overall investment portfolio so have you started thinking about maybe moving out of fts and uh, you know moving into more tax friendly debt products uh it's a question which every time i pay my taxes i i think about <laughs> it <laughs> then i promptly forget and 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 like i <clears throat> i never managed to optimize that so it's it's a it's a very funny relationship with that question 
so <clears throat> i think the the short answer is <clears throat> i think the question keeps occurring to me once a year every year during the tax cycle and then i then i decide like uh, let it be let me this this fixed deposit type instruments give me a lot of peace of mind that if there is any uh if there is any emergency or if i need discretionary money that's available i don't have to think about like uh whether i have hit the 3 year tenure of a debt fund or what have you so so i think i'm uh i think i could maybe extract a maybe 10 15% higher returns but uh it seems the roi didn't seem worth it maybe it is worth it but i i think i've never gotten to that right so what you mentioned about emergency money so your entire emergency money is in uh, uh, fixed deposit is it that's right so basically uh, basically uh, the corpus i i've been a fixed deposit is something i think of as like uh, either it could be a rainy day fund or it could be like discretionary spending right so actually i want to talk about taxes now because you know it would be unfair if we have the founder of clear uh, on the podcast and not talk about taxes <laughs> so um, apart from elss funds can you tell us the other tax saving investments that you make so shipra um, essentially i look at uh tax optimization in a few ways one is um one is section 80c i uh, expense the life insurance uh, spend that i do and second is the elss section 80c so uh i also <coughs> put in money for i have a i have a one year old daughter so i put in money in sukanya samriddhi because uh because like uh, i think it's a good instrument now what ends up happening is section 8 from a section 80c perspective i don't get meaningful returns because i've maxed out on multiple of these instruments but uh, what i like about it is the discipline because sukanya samriddhi i think overall the returns are higher and there are no taxes till till uh, uh, till my daughter reaches the age of 18 so <clears throat> overall that instrument works well uh, due to the nature of uh, how the government has structured it right. how the scheme is structured the second is <clears throat> elss while it has a 3 year lock in my view is uh, it's an investment for 10 to 15 years so again i i'm not worried about returns on a day to day basis or the 3 year lock in i <clears throat> in the in the very beginning before moving to elss i had done tax saving fts for which had five year lock ins but overall uh, given the nature of tax on uh, tax on the interest i prefer the elss scheme or the ppf scheme or the uh, or the yeah, or the scheme of sukanya samriddhi because i am not being uh, taxed on the gains the second instrument i i use is national pension scheme uh, which allows for uh, one is the employer con- employer employee contribution uh, in atccd one uh, or uh, section i forget the exact section <clears throat> and the employer does the 
does the maximum uh, allowed limit plus i additionally put in the 50000 rupees in national pension scheme uh, over there again there are uh, the gains can be compounded while we are in the scheme right so without taxes so that i like overall uh, 50000 obviously if the limits were raised by the government i would invest more in the national pension scheme uh, it mimics uh, 401k in the us so i think the scheme is sound uh, the limits are maybe too small <coughs> for uh, for the highest slab i guess <coughs> the the third the third one is section 80d in which uh, there are two two or three things that we do right one is um, the health insurance part for uh, for us uh, the family then there is the preventive health checkups uh, which uh, like which ends up being utilized the rupees 5000 limit usually because <coughs> of various uh, medical checks and what have you that that gets covered in the year uh, so we just maintain the receipts uh, for the for, for the tax purposes and then um and then folks can also cover their parents expenses um <clears throat> since my parents are working they continue to uh, deduct for their own purposes so i i'm not covering this but once they retire i i can cover that as part of section 80d um other than that <clears throat> i i've not done uh, real estate so far so i guess the, the real estate driven uh savings in taxes i i'm not uh using as a scheme or a mechanism but that is available both on the both on the capital gain slide or on the or on the uh or on the section 80 uh, atc or the or the house, house properties things i do claim hra for the rent that i pay so those are the tax things that i do largely right so arjit when you make investment decisions is tax like an overarching theme when you are you know with taking those decisions is that something that predominantly drives your investment decisions yeah great question so uh, so yes and no um i think if there is any instrument like for example uh, uh, mutual funds right uh, i can compound mutual funds without having to pay taxes on on uh, gains which are not Uh, on gains which are not uh, i can keep the gains unrealized right like i don't if i don't sell the mutual fund i don't have to pay taxes right so the compounding is happening uh, in capital markets <clears throat> uh, the way equities is structured that it can compound for a long period of time without having to pay any tax during the at the end of every financial year so i think for for example we were discussing fixed deposits right the uh, the pain in fixed deposit uh, deposits is that the compounding keeps getting interrupted every year where there's a haircut that i have to as a individual pay on i have to uh, pay a haircut on the compounding every year right uh, the moment interest income is generated right. taxes are due right and i have to pay the pay the advance taxes or self assessment taxes throughout the year right so the government in the tax incident is moment is uh, the moment the income is earned versus being long term invested in in the capital 
लाइक इन द इक्विटी म्यूचुअल फंड्स और इज इज कंपाउंडिंग ओवर अ लॉन्ग पीरियड ऑफ टाइम विदाउट टैक्सेस सो आई थिंक टैक्स इज अ बिग इम्प्लीकेशन शिप्रा वेदर वी लाइक इट और नॉट एंड आई आई बिलीव दैट लाइक एट दिस पॉइंट सेक्शन एट्टी सी और सेक्शन एट्टी डी लाइक दोज थिंग्स हैव गॉटन मैक्सिमाइज ड्यू टू लाइक लाइफ इंश्योरेंस एंड सुकन्या समृद्धि एंड वॉट हैव यू सो माई मोस्ट ऑफ माई कंसिडरेशन इज हाउ डू हाउ डज इनकम कंपाउंड विदाउट टैक्सेज एवरी ईयर एंड इनकम कंपाउंड आई कैन पे टैक्स एट द एंड ऑफ द at the end of the compounding period rather than paying taxes every year so i think that is a very very important consideration i think it applies to everybody other than that i i don't think i optimize for taxes on uh, on a day to day basis right about yeah. tax filing uh, do you file your own taxes on clear or do you have a ca how is it <laughs> great question so <laughs> so i i file my own taxes but uh the complexity has gone up so i do have a, a tax expert who i have a like a long term now relationship with which clear provides so uh, so basically there's a tax expert plan uh on clear tax itself right. and i use the same tax expert for the i've used the same tax expert for the last uh, couple of years where the so the complexity has gone up earlier it was uh, it was very easy for me to like not use a tax expert now uh, what happens is uh, they create a balance sheet and a cash flow and a pnl statement for me uh, that part uh, clear tax uh, i wish to automate at some point but it's not right. fully automated so that part is the only part which is uh, which i get help uh, from a tax expert other than that it's it's uh, relatively easy i think uh, just they're declaring all angel investments uh, because some of them are in in companies uh, some of them are in companies which are in the in india some are abroad and then and then some uh, and then some <clears throat> like declarations where i just want somebody to double check while i finish the declaration so i i end up uh, using the clear tax software end to end but i just have somebody uh, take a look before i file right so you're referring to the ca assisted uh, feature that clear tax has yeah yeah the tax yes, expert the tax assisted right. feature that the tax has yes exactly exactly so uh, arjit have you done your calculation on whether you plan to switch to the ne- uh, new regime in the coming years or no Yeah, so I Shipra still the old regime uh, is more beneficial for me, mm-hmm. uh, even with the new limits in the new budget. Uh, so I think I'll be sticking to the old regime for a while until the new regime, either the old regime is uh, is retired or the new regime has more uh, more exemptions. Right, right. Okay. The okay. So that's about your investments and uh, you know investment and taxes. Now let me also I want to know a little about your uh you know your relationship with money and your personal life so uh what is your idea of wealth yeah great question i, I the idea of wealth is basically peace of mind and the ability to uh to be able to either buy 
so first is peace of mind second is uh, <clears throat> the ability to basically be able to say no to to situations which are uh, to be able to have freedom right like fundamentally the ability to say no is freedom right yeah. so <clears throat> peace of mind and freedom and the ability to say no what do i mean by that is like um, the uh, <clears throat> not being in situations where uh, where like i am not enjoying something and i have to do it just because uh, there's a financial need to do it so basically having financial freedom so that in case uh, as a family we we decide like hey <clears throat> we need to uh, take time off or we need to be able to uh, experience something within reason like those kind of things we are not like worried about or like uh, education for children or uh, or like within reason like certain uh, certain experiences within reason certain uh, spends or like uh, emergency spending healthcare spending uh, like surprises are not uh, do not disrupt our lives so basically yeah. i i think uh, i think like there are uh, like the ability I don't think I'm generally we are oriented towards or oh, this has to be like a luxury or or indulgence and the, those kind of things I think uh, due to the middle class upbringing and right. family background of like growing up in the 90s I think <clears throat> all of us are fairly grounded so I think uh, I think it's we've we've consciously dis- made sure that we don't upgrade our lifestyle just because and uh, and or by accident and uh, i think uh, the the financial freedom that hey where do we uh, want to live how do we want to live uh, the ability to uh, take care of uh, emergencies expenses maybe take care of family and friends in case there's in their lives there's emergencies i think that would be the broad uh, uh, definition of freedom and wealth and maybe giving back to the society would be the <clears throat> would be the eventual definition right. so how do we how do we contribute how do we make sure uh, contribute beyond ourselves and how do we make sure like the society we live in keeps getting uh, better uh, in terms of like uh, like what causes do we believe in and can we contribute to those eventually so those would be shipra like the broad definition of wealth right that brings us to the end of today's episode if you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover i can be reached at twitter under the username of shipra singh sorath and on linkedin at shipra singh thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.